Hello and welcome to Q tonight. Uh, it's a glorious day out there and the very fact that you're with us is wonderful because you chose to be here. How lovely. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We're also thrilled to feature Yada. Um, that's our dance academy here at Q and that opening number was awesome, wasn't it? Weren't they amazing? Um, they keep coming up with the goods. They're an amazing uh, uh, Academy and uh, you've just been watching there um, about Southgate and uh, that's going to be a little bit of the subject tonight. What a week, eh? You know, we've got the football world final today. We've got Wimbledon going on this afternoon, quite a sporty day. And uh, hasn't there been some interesting things go on? Now, what's interesting is that in this place over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the heroic journey and uh, how all of us embark on this from the moment we're born to the moment that we die. But within it, there are opportunities to actually journey into ourselves to find out who we really are. And instead of becoming embittered and very unhappy in our lives, we can actually become very humble and very wise and realise that we're here to change the world. Now, I think some of us are interested in that, don't you? So we've done that three weeks. And for those of you who haven't been here, it doesn't matter. But culmination tonight, uh, we're able to bring a wonderful uh, subject matter based on uh, Gareth Southgate. Now, I'm not a football fan, but I knew of his story. And what's gone on this week has been quite amazing. And what I'd like to say at this point is... When we think about the Bible and parables and stories, Jesus only used stuff that was going on in his day and things that were going on around him to speak to the people to say, I can tell you an amazing truth by telling you this story. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to tell a story just like once upon a time there was a man and then we're going to look at the story and say, how can that affect my life? And what does that mean to me? And what does that demand of me? And, you know, what can I bring to my world? So uh, we're going to have a great night tonight. And as I say, I'm glad that, that you're here. Um, I actually believe that... Um, the subject matter is incredible. And I just want to thank everybody who's helped. Kev, um, Connor, Steve particularly, um, who's helped because, you know, in Danny's absence, uh, you know, sometimes the technicals are a, a, a bit difficult. But you know what? We are a great team and uh, we're pulling it out of the bag tonight. It's a bit different, but it's going to be amazing. So you kids, you haven't got life zone at the end, but make sure to look at uh, some, the couple of videos that we've got for you are amazing and they really do uh, reinforce the message that we're trying to bring that there are no unredeemable mistakes in our life now I know some of you say oh yes they are well I'm going to say categorically no there there aren't and you might think that whatever has gone on in your life there is no redemption but I promise you that there is. And you kids and you adults alike are going to get a great lesson today uh, mixed in with great creative dance and videos, etc. And an excellent uh, word from Anth and you're going to have a great time. And remember at the end, we're staying for the football. 
and um, we're going to have hot dogs, etc., and popcorn if you want to stay. So one last thing before we move on. You don't have to, quote, do anything tonight, but you can do anything. Does that make sense? You can sit, you can stand, you can clap, you can do whatever you want, but what we want you to be is relaxed and enjoy, because the way that we receive, isn't it, is always when we just relax and, and don't feel that there is any pressure for you to be anything you don't want to be. So we welcome you, we're glad you're here, and uh, just sit, stand, whatever, enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you. Poor Chicken Little. Oh. Some of you are not familiar with the film, it's a great film. When you have grandkids, the one thing is you get to watch these like 15 times in a row, which is fab. But Chicken Little thought the sky was falling and uh, in some ways, if you watch the movie, you turned out to be right. But of course, that not occurring, he was ridiculed because it was considered what he'd done was failed and his dad's telling him, just keep a low profile. I, I like the subject matter tonight. What, one of the things that recently has impressed me, even about from a Christian perspective, reading the Bible, is uh, our little Jesus preached from the Bible. Jesus actually said there was this guy who was on the road from York to Leeds and you know he had an accident. It was that kind of story and, I, uh, and we've got that kind of kind of vibe tonight. The interesting thing is that many people talk about redeeming the past. Have you ever heard that phrase when people who talk about the need to redeem the past because of stuff that's happened with all of us or stuff we regret or things that we failed in and trying to redeem the past? Well, the bad news is you can't. The past is the past and there is absolutely nothing whatsoever you can do to change it. Now, some of you are like me, you'll go through mental and emotional gymnastics, turning things over and over again in your mind, hoping that somehow by the time you've thought about it all night and worried about it all day, that somehow at the end of that you get a different outcome, and you don't. Because you can't redeem the past. Past three weeks we've been talking about life will either develop you or destroy you. Now that's true for every one of you that's here tonight, everybody listening online. The past will either, your, 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 your life will either develop or destroy you. But, but it's not the power that lies within life itself that does that, but it's the power that lies within us. And it's kind of our response to, to all that stuff that's, going on around us. And the truth is there are no exception passes. You can't put in a ticket to say, oh, I just pass on life, forget me, I'm going to get an exception. It happens to all of us. Now, of course, the chicken little thing is dad says to him, just, just lay low, son, until it all blows over. And um, I've tried that and, and it never does. Um, I don't know if you've tried it or are going to try it or are thinking of trying it or in the middle of trying it right now. But when you lay low, the truth is, it never does blow over because laying low until it blows over is never an answer for the heart. It's just really an avoidance. Now, now my sport actually, my major sport is not football. I'll watch a bit of competition football, but actually I'm a big rugby league fan. 
And um, there's a gentleman by the name of Don Fox who had two brothers, uh, Peter and Neil, and they, they are rugby league legends from when I was a kid. And um, uh, in the 1968 Rugby League Challenge Cup final, Wakefield Trinity were playing Leeds Rhinos, and he got down to the last minute, and Wakefield Trinity were behind, and they scored a try right in the last minute. And uh, it, it was, the pitch was sodden, it had been pouring down with rain, it was just ridiculous. But all Don Fox had to do, it was the last kick of the match, it was right in front of the posts, and all Don Fox had to do was kick it over the posts, get the conversion, and Wakefield Trinity would have won the 1968 Rugby League Channel Challenge Cup final. And uh, he came up to the ball right in front of the post and he missed the kick. And the whistle blew and the game was lost and he slumped to his knees on the ground. There is a, a documentary about that and about how that affected Don Fox. And his brother Peter said Don could never get it out of his mind, he could never forget it because he felt not only had he let himself down, but he let all his teammates down who would have had a winner's medal, but instead they got a loser's medal because he missed the kick. And he took so much responsibility for that that he, he retired soon after that from his rugby league career, but, but struggled with depression all of his life and died with all kinds of mental issues. And it all rooted back to that missed kick, that one simple thing, that missed kick. I let them down. I didn't succeed. I failed. And there was nothing Don Fox could do to redeem the past because the past is the past. That kick was missed no matter what he thought or what he felt. And he never truly recovered from that incident. The truth is as well, there were no mechanics in place then at the time to really address the issue of the mental torment that he was going through. So the question is, can you believe that there are no unredeemable mistakes in your life? I suppose a better question is, will you believe that there are no unredeemable mistakes in your life? You may not be able to redeem the past, but what about the future? See, that's the point. You can never redeem the past, but the question is, what about the future? See, there's a wonderful secret. If you'll own the present, you're at the doorway of redeeming the future. You can own your failure today, realizing that the failure was yesterday, knowing that there's a way to redeem your tomorrows. And so I'll continue this a bit later, but here's what happened to poor old Gareth Southgate after his semi-final penalty miss, which took England out of Euro 96. <laughs> That's how to turn failure into success. I love the fact that even in reflection of what has been, he said, but this is a new day. What if today's a new day for you? What if, if, if you make the right decision choices, allow the right thing to come in, that, that this could be, um, could be a new day for you? Um, of course, a lot of what we've been talking about bases around something that some of you are not even old enough to remember, however, some of you it would be vague, which is that we reached the semi-finals of Euro 96, and uh, we were facing our arch-enemy, Germany, and um, in the, the, the semi-final went to penalties, and uh, poor old Gareth Southgate missed his penalty, 
And uh, as the only penalty misser in the whole thing, of course, what that meant was that we were out, we weren't going to make the final. And of course, that's where all the ridicule came in. Of course, thankfully, back then, we didn't have social media. Um, however, he did receive a few death threats and, of course, had things like that to Pizza Hut. Um, advertisement made about him, everybody mocking him and making fun. But that's what makes the story um, quite significant about... Um, about Gareth, and, and the issue is that's what's made him the man that he is today. Let, let me read you something that uh, somebody wrote online this week. We've all become acutely aware of the imminent re return home of football. Those three words, shared, memed, passed like whispered, sweet nothings between discreet lovers, have taken over our lives since Tuesday night's penalty shootout victory over Colombia. That England won a penalty shootout is amazing. But it happened under the tenure of Gareth Southgate is nigh impossible. No man, no individual personifies the national obsession with penalty shootout failure like the waistcoated, softly spoken English manager. It was he who missed the original penalty, the one that reversed the original homeward truck of football away from Dover, rolling a weak effort into the waiting arms of Andreas Kopka and allowing the Germans to punt England out of Euro 96. Let me take you back to that day, the 26th of June, 1996. I was six, sat cross-legged on my living room floor. England, believe it or not, were not awful at penalties. They had a one-and-one one record. The one victory having come four days earlier against Spain, Stuart Peace, the proto-Southgate, had avenged his miss in the 1990 World Cup with an emphatic finish against the Spanish. England were, I repeat, not useless at penalties before. They'd actually scored all four against Spain and all of the first five against Germany. It was only Gareth Southgate who missed. He created a paralysis, a mental block that lasted the next four shootouts, which they should lose all of them. The pariah status came overnight. Though Batty, Ince, Beckham, Vassal, Lampard, Gerrard, Carragher, Young and Ashley Cole have all missed since, they are not as synonymous with failure as Southgate. They didn't get Pizza Hut adverts because they didn't need them. I've learned a million things from that day and the years that followed it, Southgate told media recently. When something goes wrong in your life, it doesn't finish you and you should become braver. Knowing that you've got to go for things in life and don't regret because you didn't try to be as good as, as you might be. In many ways, it needed Southgate to break the streak. No man could have succinctly told his players just what to do or not to in such situations. Their cross is one that has born, been born for 22 years. I love the way they describe it as the cross that they've borne. When Henderson missed, he joined that long list above in people who are not Gareth Southgate, but have Southgate there to tip for them to take the flag. As for the man himself, this is his redemption. He took the job because nobody wanted it, and no expectations, with no expectations and the simple task of making the team better than they were before. Whatever the result on Saturday, he has done that, this is a team in his image, humble, understated, and calm. For himself, the redemption is complete. He's no longer that guy that missed the penalty. Isn't that great? 
His most notable achievement was that he missed a penalty and we went out of the competition but this wonderful word called redemption. Now, again, I want you to understand he could not redeem the past no matter how much he imagined or dreamed or thought about or retook that penalty in his mind in 1996, he still missed. But you see what Gareth Southgate did, which is a great parable, is instead of dwelling on the miss of the past, he determined to take hold of the present and own it in the present, but not let owning it stop him from believing that he could redeem the future. It's not about what happened in the past, but it's about what can happen from this moment out. And so dear old Gareth Southgate in his waistcoat took the England job that people call the poison chalice, and he has become a national hero who'll probably finish up getting a knighthood even though he hasn't won the World Cup. Because now he's loved. You see, that's the power of redemption, that's the story of redemption. I love the terminology which I said to you when I read it. Their cross is one that he has borne for 22 years. Sometimes you gotta take up your cross. A guy called Jesus said, you need to take up your cross and follow me. Not because he was morbid or insane, but because he said, I'm gonna show you how to deal with the failures of the past to embrace in the moment and own what has happened, but so that you can redeem the future, which the Bible calls resurrection or life from the dead or new birth or new beginnings. What I loved about Gareth Southgate, um, if any of you watched the shootout against Colombia, and we had a little bit of it on our video at the front, was the very first thing he did after the game was not leap up and down, wave an England flag, run to all his players and congratulate them. What did he do first? The first thing he did was went to the two Columbia players who'd missed their penalty and hugged them and consoled them. Why? Because he knows what it feels like to be in the position where the expectation is great and to fail but to pick yourself up now and become something. How many of you know he had a word for those two guys? Not, listen, look at today and see your failure of today, but look at what has happened with me. To me, that's the essence of the gospel. It's the essence of the whole story of this guy called Jesus who comes and suffers like we do in our world so that when he sees us miss, he puts his arms around us and says, this can all be different. There can be a redemption here to change the story. No social media back then. The hatred of a nation was unleashed. Chicken Little had the hatred of a town. Neither could redeem the past, but both owned the present and in so doing, redeemed the future. In the whole story of the heroic journey that we've been covering these last three weeks, through the shock of the crisis of limitations, into the invitation to walk wisdom's journey, we face the challenge that the most critical journey of our lives is not the outward journey, but the inward journey. If I could give you one word of advice from my life, most of you are trying to fix yourself outwardly by doing stuff, by trying to get stuff, by changing a relationship, by changing a job, by thinking if I get more money, if I win the lottery, if people just like me, if I'm just the heart and soul of the party, and all the time what you're trying to do is fix something inside by doing something outside. Here's a word of wisdom from a 62-year-old who looks like 30. 
It doesn't work. It's never worked. It won't work. Part of our issue is to help you, not to stop you having a wonderful outward journey, but to help you to understand that does not fix what's on the inside. You have to make the inward journey. The inward journey owns today the failures of yesterday, but realizes and understands that the future, the tomorrow, can now be redeemed, so we are living in a different day, and we have a new day. Now, all of that hinges on something very important, which is the story that we tell ourselves. How many of you know we all tell ourselves a story? Often we're telling ourselves a story that's not true. A lot of you are legends in your own lunchtime. That's the story you're telling yourself about how flipping amazing you are and how the world's just waiting for you and you're the answer to everything. How many of you know that's probably not going to be true and you'll meet the place of limitation, but others of you are telling yourself the story, I'm rubbish. I failed before, I've failed again. I've not been loved, I am not loved, I will never be loved. I will never be accepted because I haven't been accepted. I will not be approved of because I have not been approved of. And we begin to tell ourselves a story and then we begin to live out the story that we're telling ourselves because that's the story that's oozing out of us. How many of you know if you keep telling yourself you're unlovable, the likelihood is you'll find most people don't seem to love you because the vibe that's coming off you is, I'm unlovable. You see, what's the story you're telling yourself? I believe one of the primary things Jesus came to do was to reintroduce us to God's story about ourselves as opposed to our story about ourselves. And I want you to buy into that story of your value, your worth, and the fact that there are no unredeemable mistakes in your life and you cannot redeem the past, but if you will own the present, you can redeem the future. And that's going to take a miracle, but miracles happen when you do that because England winning a penalty shootout in a major competition is a miracle. And you can have a better miracle than that. The truth is, every story needs a hero or two. And I say or two because most often we're not enough in ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? You, you can be the hero of your own story, but we're not enough in ourselves. We need a hero or two. That, that's, why, that's why the Marvel comics became so popular and so famous because we all need a hero or two. That's where, for me, my faith in God and my faith in Christ is important to me, because whatever hero I think that I am, and, and, and whatever is redeemed in my life, it's all been because I have another hero outside of myself who's able to do the things I couldn't do, be what I couldn't be, and help me to believe what I never could believe. I want to introduce you to the hero outside of yourself. I believe faith in God is important and I believe that Jesus is still important today. So we had an hashtag. The hashtag that's been going around is Be More Southgate. I want to use that as a parable today. Be more Southgate. Be like that. Let that be the parable. But let that bring you to the place of knowing that your future can be redeemed and it doesn't have to be the same, and your life can change. For those of you who like Bible, and I like Bible too, 
But there's some verses in the Bible I just want to read as I close tonight. It's in a psalm. It's in Psalm 103. And it says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, because we can forget what's hanging around us, what's there for us. Who forgives all your iniquities, your penalty misses. Who heals all your diseases, the mental stress and anxiety that comes from the penalty misses. Who redeems your life from destruction. Remember Don Fox? He never made it through. But I want you to have your life redeemed from that kind of destruction so that you're crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies so that your mouth is satisfied with good things and here it says so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I want you to have a new day but it comes when you embrace the redemption process for you and I want you to receive it tonight. Is it all right if I pray for you now? Okay, Father, I pray that redemption will touch every life in this place tonight, a very real sense, a very real experience of the hero beyond ourselves. So that as we recognize that we cannot redeem the past, but as we own our present and recognize our need, thank you our future is redeemed, not because of what we do, but because of what you have done for us. Help us to receive that and accept and let today, for many lives in here, be a new day, a day of promise, and a time to win. In Jesus' name, amen. We've got one more dance and then we're through.